Hello and welcome to uh, Friend of the Father. This is episode number five and really the beginning of a new section. We've kind of broken this up into sections along the way where we kind of talked about what a relationship with God really is all about, a little bit about what it is it. And then we focused in on just knowing who God is a little bit, really to set the stage where he he is someone we, we should always want to be as close as we can be to him. His greatness, who he is, what he's capable of, his knowledge set, the promises that he's made, when you begin to really understand who the Father is, it just should enhance our willingness to not just want to be a friend of the Father, but to be a close, an intimate friend with the Father. And so in the next couple of sections, beginning with this one, we're going to take a look at now, once we have that understanding, what it takes to be a friend of the Father. And communication certainly is one of the key components. We've often talked about you know, thinking about this as per our closest relationships, whether that be with a spouse or whether that be with a really close friend, it makes good sense. The closer you are with someone, the more you communicate with them. Uh, friends that I had long ago or people that I haven't seen in a while are in a very different place than, say, my wife or my mm-hmm. closest of friends that I'm, I communicate with maybe on a daily basis or with my family multiple times mm-hmm. every day. And so that then is my closest relationship. So if I'm now wanting to have a, a close relationship with God, it, it comes down to that level of communication. Am I willing to speak with him? Am I willing to allow him to speak with me? And so when we begin to think about who God is, our ability, uh, the opportunity even to speak with him uh, should enhance my willingness to do so. And as, when I was studying through this and particularly looking at what Moses had to say and then you know, in some of the the next few episodes that we'll look into, one of the things that kind of jumped into my head was sometimes those relationships are defined by what we're willing to talk to someone about. There, there are just certain things in my life that I'm not going to talk to people that I just barely know. I'm not going to I'm not going to talk to them about those things. Those are the things that I'm going to talk to only my closest friends about. Or like you said, there, there are things between my spouse and I that only the two of us are going to talk about because it's only for us to to, to know and to, to decide what we're going to do about those things. And so when you look at people like Moses, for instance, who we're going to talk about today, I think you get a sense of just how close that relationship is because he talks to God about some things that are weighing on him personally, that, that he's concerned about, that he's worried about. And, and those types of conversations are had between Moses and God because of the relationship that has been developed between the two of them. And I think that really is something that we're going to see with each of these examples that we're going to study through uh, over the next few weeks. And I think that is just a reminder to me that when I think about my prayer life, am I talking to God about the things that are most important to me, the things that are really weighing on my mind Or am I keeping those things inside and not willing to open up to God in that way? I think that in and of itself should tell us a lot about what our relationship with God truly is like. Yeah, and you know, when we start to think about some of the other things in the past that we've talked about and understanding God and understanding certainly His knowledge base, as we talked about there from Psalm 139, if if I really comprehend that God's knowledge is complete of me. He, he knows everything there is to know about me. He knows what my strengths are. He knows when things are going well, but he also knows what my weaknesses right. are. He understands my struggles. 
And when we begin to think about it that way, and we really understand that, I think it can then only help us. Why would I hold anything back? Right. You know, yeah. in conversation with God, He He knows that already. Yeah. <laughs> and not just that He knows that already; He knows me so well. He He's in a position to help me through those things. Mm-hmm. And so when we begin to think about it like that, and so when we're going to talk about Moses, certainly a unique character. We've talked a lot about him already and and the close relationship that he had you know one thing that we've talked about that continues even that comes into play for our our study in this episode is you know the willingness of Moses to speak to God almost face to face and we've talked about how it's referenced even as a friend would speak you know I'm I'm reminded we won't spend a lot of time there but I'm reminded of you know, the story with Miriam and Aaron, and, yeah. and when they kind of get a little jealous of, of what Moses and the, and the power, really, and maybe the relationship that he has with God, and, um, and they're bothered by that. And you, you get the almost the ultimate, you know, call to the principal's office where God says, listen, <laughs> you come to the door of the tabernacle, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. And they go to the door to the tabernacle, and, and God, he basically says, listen, my relationship with Moses is differently. Mm-hmm. It is different. I speak mm-hmm. to him different. I, I speak to the prophets. I speak to others in dreams and visions, and I speak to Moses as a as someone would face to face. And so he acknowledges yeah. that this is a close, very straightforward, very honest. That's going to be a word I'll continue to bring mm-hmm. up today. Yeah. Relationship that they have with one another, and, and certainly that was God in talking about his relationship with Moses. But that's how Moses operated, yeah. and, and we see that. Really, from the from the outset, we're gonna you know kind of dive into Exodus chapter three and four. And, and even though this isn't the beginning of Moses's life, he's actually kind of an elderly man, right. you know, at this time. But it really begins, you know, his story and this relationship that he builds that you see throughout the book of Exodus, throughout the book of Numbers and Deuteronomy. This relationship that he builds really begins here in Exodus chapter three. It does, and this you know the story that it kind of unfolds here of God speaking to Moses through the burning burning bush and the the conversation that they have uh, as a result of that. It really tells us a lot about Moses and, and God, for that matter. There, I mean, there were several things that really stood out to me reading this story from the perspective of wanting to understand better their relationship. A lot of times we read Exodus chapter 3 thinking about the broader story in regards to the Israelites in Egypt, but but looking at it from the perspective of, of the relationship between God and, and Moses, there was a couple of things that really stood out to me, and, and one of them that I thought was really interesting is the willingness that Moses had to ask God questions. Mm-hmm. And you see that a lot in the Psalms, actually, and we may talk more about that when we get to David in this section, but it's not every day that you see people in Scripture asking God questions. There's obviously, there's praise being given to him and glory being brought to him, but Moses is asking him questions, and I really that really struck me reading at this time. And I just I stopped to think about that and in, in the application that that would have in my life today. Now, obviously, God's not appearing in a burning bush to me and, and going to talk to me in the way that he did to Moses here. But I do think God wants us to have the type of a relationship with him where we will ask him questions that are weighing on our minds, whether it's big decisions that we're being faced with or a, a job change maybe that we're being faced with or 
a problem that that is has come up. If we have questions about things, we should be asking God and, and allow Him to to work in our lives and to speak to us through His Word and and to guide us in the ways that He's promised to do. But to have the type of relationship that we understand that the only one who can actually help me is God Himself. And so, if I have questions, I need to ask Him. And, and Moses was Moses was very comfortable doing that because he had questions about what God is asking him to do. And God was willing to answer those questions. He was very patient with Moses here. And I think it really paints a beautiful picture of the type of relationship that I want to do better at having with God. And it's one that if I have questions that come up, I want to take those to God and lay those out before him and really trust that he's going to work through me to help me deal with whatever it is that's in front of me. Yeah, I've got written down here, kind of in the margin of my notes, honesty. It, it, yeah. it really yeah. is very blunt in its honesty in this conversation that they have. You know, just kind of, you know, to set up context, what, you know, here in Exodus chapter 3 and 4, you know, God is kind of, he, he comes to Moses and, and he tells him, listen, you're going to be the one. You are going to be the one to go to Egypt. You're going to be the one to talk to Pharaoh. You're going to be the one to lead my people out of Egypt into the promised land. And, and what unfolds here are, are really, as you made mention of, questions that Moses has. Moses will ask a question. God will deal with that question. Moses will ask another question. God will deal with that question. I think in the past, there are a lot of people that reference this section as Moses kind of, you know, giving excuses yeah. to God. And the more and more that I study through this, and the more I study about this context, the more I study about Moses and his relationship and the way he interacts yep. with God, not just here, but in other places. We'll look at a couple other places maybe a little bit later. I, I, don't, I don't love the word excuse because mm-hmm. we often use the word excuse when we're, we're trying to get out of something we just flat don't want to do. Yeah. We yeah. just don't want to do it. I, I can do it. I just don't want to do it. Right. And so I'm going to provide, you know, some excuse. And, you know, a lot of times we'll reference it as, you know, silly or ridiculous excuses. Well, it's just, I just don't want to do it. I don't get that picture here. No. I don't get the picture. I think he is honestly speaking to God about just concerns that he has about his own abilities, about his own uh, his own aptness to get this job done. Even mm-hmm. though God has said, "You're the one that I want you, that I've chosen to do it," Moses feels inadequate about that, and because of those inadequacies. He's doing what he should be doing. He's talking right. to God about it. And God delivers fix after yep. fix after fix after fix. He really only begins to get a little angry towards the very end when Moses basically says, well, I'm just, I'm not going to go, right. right? And now you see a very different reaction from God there. Yeah. But in the midst of this conversation, and that's really how it unfolds here. It, mm-hmm. it, I know it's happening in a bush, and it's very yeah. difficult to you know, <laughs> picture all of that, but it, it just comes out as a conversation of Moses just sharing his own doubts, his mm-hmm. own concerns. Yeah. And we don't love doing that. We don't love doing that even with our closest of friends right. sometimes. Yeah. But here Moses is opening himself up completely to God. And it is that idea and that communication that he has with God that I think really stands out. Yeah, and that, that is important for us to, to recognize the distinction between sharing concerns and sharing fears and making excuses. Because in our conversations with God today in prayer, we're going to have some concerns and we're going to have some fears about things in our lives. 
And if and if we're afraid of quote unquote making excuses, then that's going to prevent us from sharing some of those concerns and fears with God. And he wants us to share those with him. To to your point, and you know, when when Moses start asking when Moses starts asking questions like, you know, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh or uh, who am I going to tell him sent me? Or, you know, I, I'm not the best speaker. What are we going to do about that? that? God's not getting angry with Moses when no. he asks those questions. No. And I think that that is important to recognize because these are legitimate concerns that Moses has. Now, you know, obviously, as we continue on with the story, he, he's able to overcome that through the help that God gives him, uh, as you made mention there, and, and ultimately he's able to do what God uh, had in store for him to do. But in the moment, Moses didn't know that. In the moment, Moses just knew, I'm a nobody. You're asking me to go to Pharaoh? I don't even know who I'm supposed to tell him sent me. I'm not even sure I'm going to be able to get the words out of my mouth. You know, these are legitimate concerns that were going on in the mind of Moses. He didn't know what the future held. And so being able to have that type of an interaction with God, I think God sees that not only as as valuable but important in order to build the trust between us and God. Because Moses' willingness to share some of these concerns with God, that that demonstrated a, a level of trust that he had, that, that I'm going to be vulnerable before you, God. I, I am a little bit nervous about this, and I'm willing to be vulnerable in front of you about those things. And then to see how God is going to work in him through all of these uh, events forthcoming to to do what, what he had prepared for him. That just, I mean, built Moses' faith to a level that is just hard to even comprehend. But it all starts with this vulnerability and, as you said, the honesty that it takes to really open up about these things. You know, it's. Uh, I think one of the words, we just don't use it very often in our vernacular. I think we do, but we really, really use it in a very specific, we, we just, we, we use it in a way where there's just so much more use of it, but it, it is that word of being intimate or intimacy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a word we use a lot. Yeah. And I think it scares us to when we start to think about it in any other capacity outside mm-hmm. of our uh, spouse relationship, right. like the relationships I have with my wife. You know, we'll make reference that that is an intimate relationship, and and uh, and I think a lot of times when we think about it that way, in our English vernacular, we almost always go to you know the physical side of that closeness, and and there certainly is a there's a level of that with intimacy, but I think we lose sight of what the idea of an intimate or relationship is, or you know reacting to someone in an intimate way. It, it just it simply means. I mean, not just close, but really, really close. Words like vulnerable that we've made mention of, words like completely open. Mm -hmm. It it is that level of relationship that we have to have with God. Mm -hmm. And that's what we see here from Moses, right? You you see that level of intimacy with with God where he's not holding anything back from God. He's not holding anything back. He is completely and wide open to God. And what's really interesting is he's just being honest about it. Mm-hmm. He, he's just being open about it. But on the same side, it is interesting how God reacts. God gives him what he needs each and every time. Yep. He gives him what he needs. He gives him what he needs. And, and even though there are some specifics about it, much you know, like the 
the staff and you know the miraculous way that it uh, conducts itself uh, the Aaron uh, mm-hmm. going with them to help him to speak but ultimately what God tells him each and every time is that I'm going to be with you right. as God speaking yeah. I'm going to be with you I'm going to be the one that really is getting things done and, and that because Moses is beginning to understand who God is mm-hmm. that is ultimately where we are and this we talked about already, right? That understanding of God. And now God, who He is and what He's capable of, why would I not be completely open and honest and not hold anything back? We shouldn't do that with our spouse, or we shouldn't do that with our closest of friends. So why in any way should I do that with God? Yeah, we we certainly want to develop a relationship where we're, we're not going to do that and I think one of the things that really stood out to me, both here in Exodus chapter 3 and in Numbers chapter 14, and I think it kind of goes along with what you said, is the the willingness to, to not hold back means that there are going to be times where the conversation that we may have is very emotional. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of Exodus chapter 3 is somewhat emotional in the way that Moses is responding. He's very nervous about things. He's very unsure about what he's being called to do. And so his response or his, the questions that, that he asks, there is some emotion behind them. Certainly as you go into the Psalms, you see tons of emotion being poured out there. And so there are times where, where that level of conversation is going to take place. It's very emotionally based. But also that willingness to just open up and be completely vulnerable is also going to take the form, and we see this more in Numbers chapter 14, I, I think, where, where Moses takes a very rational approach mm-hmm. with what he has to communicate with God about. He, he's very reasoned in what he has to say. And so you can see the different types of communication. It's not all lopsided in one direction. It's not just emotion after emotion after emotion, crying, tears, emotion. You know, there are times for that, and there, there are moments where that's the appropriate communication style. But then there are also times where if you are going to be completely vulnerable and completely open, you're going to have a much more rational and reasoned conversation. And so you see that in Numbers chapter 14, I think, where where the conversation is a bit more a bit more rational, where, mm-hmm. where Moses there will even remind God of some things, remind God of his promises, and he, he's concerned for God's glory in those moments. It's very rational in the way that he approaches God in that moment. And so you can see the, the different styles of communication that, that mirror very closely the, the different ways that we communicate based on our circumstances in the moment. And Moses is doing the same thing. Because he's so open and so vulnerable with God, that if the conversation dictates emotion and questions, then that's what's going to come out. And when the conversation dictates ration and reason, that's what's going to come out. And so you can just see that how it's not all one direction with Moses. It's, it's, very, it's very purposeful in the way that he, he approaches God with whatever the situation is, whatever's going on internally. That's what's going to come out to God because he is so open and vulnerable before him. Yeah, he's not holding anything back from God. Right. I mean, he's just, he's not. You may mention Numbers 14. You know, we, we've talked about, you know, Exodus chapter 3. There's really kind of a similar event that two different things, but very similar communications with mm-hmm. God in Exodus chapter 32 and in Numbers chapter 14. Two separate events, but yep. still a very similar conversation. I think what's interesting is this level of now communication that he has with God, which is certainly different in some ways, but very similar to what we see in Exodus chapter 3. And even though it's towards the end of the book of Exodus, or even in the, now in the book of Numbers, 
I mean, you're you're talking months, months later, right. not not you know decades later. Right. You know, we see you know Moses and the way he interacts. This is months later, and so. I mean, the growth that he continues mm-hmm. to showcase, you know, with his relationship with God. And so, you know, in Exodus chapter 32, when Moses is up on the mountain and the people are wondering if he's ever going to come back and they collect all of their, you know, gold and jewelry and, and give it to Aaron and he molds the calf and, and God certainly isn't pleased with that. And in Numbers chapter 14, when they're just uh, upset about their, their lot when they mm-hmm. say, listen, we'd we just be better off in Egypt. We're just going to go back. This is terrible. Yep. You know, what's going on here? Well, in both of those instances, God reacts with anger, and mm-hmm. rightly so, mm-hmm. and, and to the point where he says, listen uh, to Moses, we're going to wipe out these people. We're going to wipe them out, and we're going we're gonna to start over. We're just going to start over with you. And each time Moses intercedes, but he doesn't do so in a selfish way. Mm-mm. He's thinking about the people for sure, but he's also thinking about God. One yeah. you know, interesting thing in, in Numbers chapter 14, just read these three verses in 11, 12, and 13. This is in Numbers 14. It says, The Lord said to Moses, How long would these people reject me? How long would they not believe me with all the signs which I have performed among them? I will strike them with the pestilence and disinherit them, and I will make of you a nation greater and mightier than they. And Moses said to the Lord, Then the Egyptians will hear it. For by your might, you've brought these people up from among them, and, and, and then they'll tell it to the people around them. In, in essence, you're going to look mm-hmm. bad in their mm-hmm. sight. But what's interesting, you've used the word rational. That really hit me. That's exactly where Moses is. Mm-hmm. Honesty is still there, yep. for sure. Yep. But it, it is his concern for the people. But I think it is more his concern for God, right? Yeah. He makes mention of God before he makes mention of the people, right? Mm-hmm. When God is saying, I'm wiping them out with the disease, and we'll just start over with you, and Moses' concern is God. Yeah. But that makes sense because of the relationship. Right. It is yeah. he, he is the closest he is the closest to Moses than mm-hmm. anyone else. Yep. He is closer to God than he is to Aaron. He is closer to God than he is to Miriam. He is closer to God than he is to Joshua. He mm-hmm. is closer to God than he is to anyone else. And so God is the focus of, of, of who Moses is. And so it just the idea that other nations would look poor, you know, that God would look poorly in their mm-hmm. eyes. He's he's concerned about that. And so he has this conversation with God. Yeah. And in, in both instances, it's not as if, you know, Moses has the power over God in any way. It's that God is communicating in this way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God is the one still in charge. He is the yeah. one still making the decisions. But it's still, it is a very, what's the, I mean, almost a, a real life conversation. Yeah. And, and yeah. sometimes I think we lose sight of that when we are thinking of God and he's way up in heaven and I'm way down here and it's a thee and it's a thou and it's a certain <laughs> way that I've got to talk to God because of what he's all about. And we lose sight that mm-hmm. it, it is a relationship and yeah. therefore needs to just be a conversation. That's and right. we see that certainly here with Moses. Well, I think, you know, we I feel like we reference our wives a lot when we're doing this. Hopefully they don't mind. <laughs> yeah. But but I think it, it, it's appropriate just because that's the closest relationship that we have right. you know, on this earth. And I, I w- I'm thinking as you were talking, you know, if, if my wife was getting ready to do something or say something that I thought would be embarrassing to her or would cause her harm in some way, well, my, my care for her and my love for her would, would require 
that I step in and say something or do something to try and keep that from happening. And that's because of the relationship that I have with her. And I think that's exactly what Moses is thinking here as he's talking to God. God, don't do something that's that's going to bring shame on you or that other people are going to try and use against you. And it's it's not that, you know, to your point, it's not that Moses didn't have confidence in God's power and his omniscience. It was, I'm concerned for you because I love you, because of the relationship that we have. And as such, I'm going to say something here. And I think, you know, we we can see how that would play out in our you know real world real life examples with our our family or our spouse or something like that and i think in in essence the same can be said in our relationship with god not that we're questioning him but we are demonstrating our concern for his glory and and for his reputation in the sense of of numbers chapter 14 among other people we're we're concerned about that because we value that we we want him to be seen as the almighty all-powerful god in the eyes of every single person and so moses shares some of those concerns with him in the same way that i would with with my spouse and that that again it's just an illustration of just how close that relationship is but maybe even more so than that how important that relationship is Moses valued God so much that he would remind him of the promises that he made to the people of Israel. No, you don't want to start over with me. Remember the promises that you made. That's that's a sign of just how much he cares for God and how much he values him and the promises that he's made to the people. Yeah, and I'll flip that over real quick as we're kind of coming down to a close. That We've got to always still keep in our mind, certainly Moses, he has a high value on having this close relationship with God. But at the same time, that that's the relationship God wants with Moses, right? Right. He, he yep. values a close relationship with Moses. He values. That's why we see in Exodus 3 and 4 giving Moses everything that he needs. Mm-hmm. That's why you see here in Numbers 14 and Exodus 32, him conversating with Moses in this way, because God values that. Yeah, he, he, right. he wants that level of relationship. And so when we begin to think about it on that, that, that God wants a close personal relationship, and when I want that, Man, there's all kinds of things that springs out of that. And so when we begin, you know, kind of through this section and talking about and thinking about our communication with God, I mean, Moses is a, certainly a great place to start. And it's not going to cover all that we that we see biblically. That's why we have other characters, right. you know, to take a look at. And over the next couple of episodes, that's exactly what we're going to do. In the next episode, we're going to take a look at Hezekiah and a couple of different times that he communicates. And mm-hmm. you made mention of... The, the emotion that was involved, you know, certainly even in Exodus chapter 3, but most certainly in, in Numbers chapter 14, it, it, when we talk about Hezekiah and the couple oh, of different man. communications that he has with God and the way he talks, it seems to be all emotion. Yeah, very but emotional. there's incredible things to learn from that as well. So I'm looking forward to that next episode. We appreciate everybody for studying along with us here in episode number five, and we uh, we look forward to studying along with you again next week.